Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today, I actually should be calling it the Dr. G Show, but it is health and safety tips for your pets and families. Did you know that the veterinarian offices are the busiest during the last three months of the year? As we are approaching the holiday season, our routines get disrupted, social calendars fill to the brink, and often as a result, we pay less attention to our pets. You know, those four-legged, mostly four-legged, I refer to pets as four-legged friends of ours, we tend to um, not think about them as much as we should. From food hazards to decorations, plants, and costumes, our four-legged friends could be exposed to hazards resulting in serious harm and injuries. We can avoid emergency visits to the veterinarians if we are aware of the potential triggers and the dangers that take, and take steps to protect our companions from these dangers. Today we have Dr. G., uh, I'm going to mess this up. I know I do every time. It's Dr. Ashley Gohegan. Gohegan? Um, Gohegan. Gohegan. I told you I would mess it up. <laughs> it's getting closer. It's getting closer, Dan. You're, you're, every time you're doing better. I appreciate you bearing with me on all that. Uh, Dr. G, as, as we affectionately call her, is uh, Doctor of Veterinarian Medicine. Uh, and she's going to help us today learn about pet safety during the holidays, as with awareness and planning. Uh, we can keep our, our celebration special for everyone in our families. And uh, one of the things I love about Dr. G is everything she does is done in a way that uh, certainly helps our pets, but it's safe for us as human beings as well. I want to uh, share with everybody, we do have the lines open for call-ins today, so if you have a mind or a question to uh, ask the doctor, by all means, uh, give us a call. The number is 1-866-472-5787. Again, that's 1-866, it's a toll-free number, 1-866-472-5787. Before we get uh, started, Dr. G, I need to uh, acknowledge our sponsors, our platinum sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC. Uh, BQPM specializes in helping companies with business management and quality management systems and software tools to manage them. You can find them at www.bqpm.com. Another of our... uh, Platinum sponsors is Secure Components, LLC. Secure Components specializes in hard-to-find and obsolete components. They're a uh, distributor, if you will, a distribution company that is the first company in the world to be certified to the international standards for counterfeit avoidance 
mitigation and detection. You can find Secure Components at www.securecomponents.com. We have a few bronze sponsors, C-Trends Supply Chain Specialist at www.ctrends.com, Concord Components uh, Incorporated at www.concordcomponents.com. I love it when they use the name of the company and the name of the uh, domains as well, so websites are easy to find. Our last uh, bronze sponsor is the Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Conference down in Australia. Our good friends down under, members of the AC, the uh, Void Counterfeit Coalition and the Hazardous Substance Safe Coalitions. You can find them at agingaircraft.com.au. And for them, aging is spelt with an E, so it's A-G-E-I-N-G, aircraft.com.au. I don't want to uh, take up a, a lot of a lot more time with idle discussion. I really want to get Dr. G on the uh, air here and talk about our pets and the things that uh, we can do to keep them safe as the holidays start coming upon us here. Dr. G, welcome back to the show. This is uh, Thank your you, second Sam. time. Yeah. So are we getting I'm you all pro. <laughs> are we getting you used to this hectic uh, last minute rush to get to the show? <laughs> I, I would not say I'm used to it, Stan. I would say I'm getting used to it. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to be doing this for years to come, so uh, we'll, we, you'll have I think I'm used to it by then. Yeah, you'll have plenty of practice. We'll, we'll get the kids, your, your kids at home, helping you somewhere along the line here. Uh, once keep them completely out of it. <laughs> Once again, welcome back to the show. Thanks uh, for having me. Let's see, when when you were last with us, which was last month, we talked about your passion regarding the um, integrated medicine and your commitment to holistic care. Um, any general updates or comments as we get started here? Um, yeah, I'd you know the doctor. I'm gonna. I really think I'm gonna start calling this the uh, Doctor G veterinarians. Actually, it's the vet naturally by Doctor G. Aye, aye. There you go. There we go. We'll get this sorted out. Well, the website is launching October first, so it hasn't it hasn't been available yet. We have a Facebook page that's full of great tips, and we invite you to join that at just one word vet naturally. The website will launch October 1st. There'll be It'll be a wealth of information. Our products will be online, available by um, e-commerce through the website. So it's pretty. Ex- October is a very exciting month for Vet Naturally. I anticipate your excitement is growing by the minute. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, and how's the family feel about that? They, you know, they're ready. They're everybody's been helping, and the kids have been very patient. So the whole family's really very excited. So in reality, after the first, everybody's going to take take a breath again. They're they're all holding their breath for the first. Yes. <laughs> May e-commerce work. Everybody, do the sign of the cross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see. Um, we chatted a little bit before the show about what we we're going to talk about. Um, Bear with us a little bit, folks, because uh, as we get into this, we're we're going to bounce around it a little bit. But let's start and, by. And by, I thought um, it might be a nice introduction to talk about how families can prepare to keep their pets safe during the holiday season. We're getting ready to go into October with Halloween, November, Thanksgiving, uh, 
December's Christmas, that's a time for a lot of traveling, a lot of vacations, a lot of family visits. And I just thought maybe we could go over some checklists um, to help people, you know, get, get together mentally about what they're doing and planning for their pets. I am all for that. What do I do with with my chihuahua? And I don't have yes, a chihuahua, okay. but we'll, <laughs> we'll throw a chihuahua in there. I can pick that, Dan. We, I have access to a lot of chihuahuas. Um, okay, so the first thing that you should do is you should know where your pet's medical records are. Make sure that they're up to date on vaccines because if you do have to travel with them, even for a storm Um, a boarding facility, a friend's house, wherever they're going to be with or without you, they really need to be up to date on their vaccines. Because if they're not, and you know, something happens where your pet accidentally, you know, say a little toddler steps on their foot and they turn around and a reaction from a dog, not a nice, I mean, not a mean dog, but just any dog would be to to snip and to say, oh, you hurt me. If they're not up to date on their rabies, it's going to be a big problem for your dog and for you. So you want to make sure that their vaccines are up to date. It's easy enough by calling the vet clinic and just requesting a copy because most people do not know if their dogs are up to date, can't remember when they last got their vaccines, think they might be due, and then it's too late when when an incident like that happens. So going into the holidays, it's always a really good idea to check. And I want to just do a little caveat of that by letting people know one of the healthier ways to go about doing vaccines is instead of getting an annual vaccination, they can actually check their dog's titers. So people... It has been ingrained in pet owner uh, behavior that every year they go in with their pet and they get a shot jammed in and that's the vaccines for their pets, their dogs or their cats. I would like to, to educate this community and tell them that you don't have to do that. When you do that over and over and over without checking a titer, your pet is susceptible to vaccinosis, which is an over-vaccination, and that can cause great health problems too. So what you want to do is talk to your veterinarian and request a titer. Now you can do a titer for almost everything except rabies. We are working on that. We are working for the states to accept the rabies titers, but they currently do not. So if you go in and you ask for uh, a rabies titer, they can give you one, but you still have to get the vaccine. So you're just going to have to get one anyway. So help me out. Um, I'm a real novice at this stuff. Okay, and so are a lot of what? listeners. So I want to I want to educate. That's part of what we we said we would do with this program. Um, a blood test is what you need. So you take your pet, and the doctor takes takes the pet from you and takes puts a, a needle in your animal and takes out some blood. And okay. with that blood, they send it off to the lab, and the lab will test if your dog has antibodies to this particular, you know, whether it be parvovirus, hepatitis, whatever it might be. The things that you get vaccinated for, they can test the blood to see if there are antibodies okay. present. And if they are, if there are antibodies present, which they typically are, then you don't ha- you don't need that vaccine. Your dog is protected. So when people don't take a titer and they just continually just jam a vaccine, jam a vaccine every year, jam a vaccine, there are the 13-year-old dogs getting vaccines. It's just ridiculous. These dogs are way protected, way covered usually. You just confirm it with a blood test and then you don't need to, to put that adjuvants and all the things in the vaccines into your animals. You can just know they're protected without those things. Now, the rabies, like I said, is a different ball game because the states are not right now accepting the titers, which doesn't make any sense to me because that's the whole point of a vaccine. But it is what it is, and we have to vaccinate for rabies right now through the state. So is a titer the same as a blood test? or is the, it titer, a- the titer is a type of blood test. So you, you get the dog okay. or the cat's blood, you send it off to the labs, the labs run the, run the testing on the blood and check for an antibody response. If, you're, if your pet's blood has that antibody 
response, then you don't need the vaccine. So I guess if I went to the vet and had my blood tested, I would yes. be able to say I'm not, I, I don't have rabies. Well, maybe if you got a vaccine. Um, now, uh, they do it in hospitals all the time. They check your tuberculosis titers. They just right. take your blood. But they don't give tuberculosis vaccines all day long every day. They check no. for titers. When your titers get low, when your titer is low, they revaccinate you. We should be doing the same thing in animal care. It just, it takes a lot of education. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot more steps to take an animal's blood, send it off, communicate with the owner what you're doing, communicate with the owner what the results are. And, you know, as a profession, we need to get better at educating and communicating and, and taking these titers because we're doing our patients a disservice when we just jam a vaccine without taking that blood work. With that with that in mind, I, I had a pet dog. The family had a pet dog for years. And we honestly, other than the initial vaccinations and things when we picked up the pet, usually from... We, we were really good at going to the shelters and picking up strays um, from the shelter rather than something else. But having said that, we didn't really spend um, a lot of time or energy with veterinarians because the dogs always seemed healthy. Um, am I at after, risk? You mean, you mean after you got the dog from the Af- shelter? After we got the dog from the shelter, other than if we were traveling and put the dog into a uh, kennel for a period of time, they would always check the dogs out, check right. the pet out. So you should they- have, you should have, um, you know, obviously, as you can tell from my, what I'm t- saying here, I'm not a vaccinarian. I don't want to right. see your dog once a year to jam a shot in it. That's not what I do anyway. That's not my specialty anymore. But as a Western practitioner, when I was doing vaccines routinely, um, I was not giving a shot every year. I would take blood titer. I mean, I would take blood tests, run titers and see if your pet needed an immunity. But even if I didn't see the dog for a vaccine, I still wanted to see your pet every six to 12 months. For several reasons. One, what I'm looking for in a physical exam is very different what you're doing when you love on him and snuggle on him with the sofa. I'm checking I'm checking their eyes, I'm checking lumps and bumps, I'm checking skin quality, I'm checking, you know, fecal samples for parasites in the home that can be transferred to humans. So there are a lot of zoonotic diseases that can transfer from pets to people that a veterinarian is the first defense for that. We always check the do a fecal sample, make sure there are no parasites in your pet. Um, we do a physical exam and dogs age rapidly and cats age rapidly. If we see our vet, if we see our physician every once a year, that's once a year in our life. If a pet sees a a veterinarian once a year, that's once every seven years in their life. So they really need to see at least once a year, a physical exam hands-on in front of a veterinarian to talk about, you know, what diet they're on, what habits they may be having, something that's benign to you may be significant to me. You know, if Fluffy's itching her ears every, all the time, and you just think, oh, it's a dog scratching, I might say, oh, well, we have fleas. Oh, well, we have an ear infection. Oh, well, we have a skin condition. So it's really good to be in front of a veterinarian at least every six to 12 months with your pet, whether you're doing a vaccine or not. Pets should ideally not be going to the veterinarian routinely for vaccines. Pets should be going to a veterinarian routinely for physical exams. And that's a big disconnect with integrative medicine. You know, the Western vets and the pediatricians, you know, they want to see you and give you a shot, see you and give you a shot because people understand that. They're like, oh, I need to go get my shot. And they show up. If they don't, yes. if they're not educated and you and you don't tell them how important that physical exam is, they're never going to come. They're never going to show up. I, I must admit that my doctor uh, and my wife have convinced me that from a personal point of view, once a year is what I need, particularly as I'm getting a bit more mature. 
but uh, I, I'm, I'm taken back just a little bit, realizing that what you're saying, if I wait six months, I'm actually waiting the equivalent three of yeah. three and a half a year or three years yes. mm-hmm. for my pet. So yes. that that becomes quite critical to actually right. I, to to get get uh, fluffy into the um, you know the if clinics. we see, if we see a small lump and we identify it and we tell you about this lump and we take it off, that's the difference between waiting a whole another year before cancer is diffuse in your pet's body. So prevention is really important for general wellness for you and your pet. Okay. And we're going to take a short break for radio station identification. Dr. G, I trust you'll stay with us? Yes, I have a lot more uh-huh. tips. Okay, and again, folks, it's one 472 5787 if you have any questions. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Does your company support U.S. government contracts? What have you done since May of 2014 to comply with the Department of Defense's DFARS requirements? These rules have changed the way all members of the supply chain procure electronic components and conduct business. Failure to comply can subject your organization to unquantifiable legal and financial liability. Visit SecureComponents.com to learn how the first AS6081 certified company leverages this new standard to support your need for obsolete electronics. AOG, line down, current supplier cannot deliver? Then call Secure Components. We specialize in sourcing hard-to-find and highly allocated electronic components, hardware, and military aerospace parts. We can locate and test your items to ensure you're getting authentic parts every time, and we can deliver when you need them. Our supply chain management consists of decades of experience and works with trusted sources to locate your products when you need them most. Go to SecureComponents.com and tell us what you need today. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets. Challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au 
forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at stansalot.com. Again, that's Stan at stansalot.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salot. Our show today is health and safety tips for your pets and families. My guest today is Dr. G. This, this is uh, probably going to turn into what we call the Dr. G Show. It's all about uh, taking care of our pets and how Dr. G does that, mostly from a, uh, an, uh, let me get this right, Dr. G, uh, an Eastern? Uh, integrative, is it? integrative Veterinary Medicine. Okay, the Integrative Veterinary and Medicine Approach as opposed to the Western Needle Approach. Um, that's not West, right. <laughs> no, the Conventional or Western is what, like your regular veterinarian is a conventional Western vet. And I am that vet also, but I'm also trained in, in the traditional Eastern way. So they call that Integrative where I combine both. While we are on this and before we go back to where we left for the commercials, um just want to remind people, you spent a, a day or two as a veterinarian in the U.S. Army and uh, as a captain in the U.S. Army, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, longer than a day, longer Long, than two. Longer <laughs> than two. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, you were responsible for the, uh, what's the right terminology, the uh, service dogs? I took care of the military working dogs, the MWDs, for President Bush. I was his veterinarian and traveled with the team that guarded him. Mm-hmm. So reality is, if the President of the United States trusts you with his animals, we exactly. should all You're trust you with yes. our animals. <laughs> That's a good extrapolation, Stan. I like that. I'm going to trademark that phrase. Trademark that. That's why. Um, I, that's why you're on the Doctor G. I mean, the the people to people show, otherwise known as Doctor G. <laughs> Well, I was talking about ways that we can prepare pets for the safety of the holiday season. And we went over the first tip, which was vaccines and the titers. But there are lots of other things that you can do to keep your pets safe. So um, if you want to go, want me to go yes, over those? Yes, please. Okay. One thing that is really good to do is to book a spa or a boarding facility early during the holiday season. If you know your vacation dates and you know when you're going to be traveling or you know when family is coming in and it's going to be too chaotic at your house, the very first thing you want to do is think about what are you going to do for your pets. Are you going to book them at a spa? Are you going to book them at a boarding facility? Are you going to keep them in your house? Um, Those those boarding facilities and pet spas and hospitals get very filled up very quickly during the holiday season. And often people can't go to their regular one because it's filled. So they're bouncing around to a new one. They haven't investigated the new one. The pet has no idea who the people or the place at the new one is. And now they're stuck there for a week. So it's really good to talk, to communicate to your facility and make sure you, you have room. They have room for your pet. Um, if you're going to keep your pet at home, 
you want to be respectful of them. If they're the personality type, like a Labrador that's usually happy to see everybody, they're going to be, they're going to go with the flow and probably just try to get some extra snacks. Whereas some dogs who are very terrified and frightened and not so trusting, they might be totally stressed out with, you know, your six visitors that they don't know. So you always want to provide a place where they can have their own baby gate section where toddlers aren't going to get up in their space and they have their own blankets and they it's their private section to give them the most amount of security while you have your house full of these guests Um, that's that we call that the safe place for the pet yes a safe place for your pet you know a carrier is a good place where they can go in and be away from people like a lot of dogs go into the carriers but you know when people come over to your house it's not their dog and they don't know the rules for your house so it's a little bit of education for the people there and even though you know you want to walk a fine line between having rules and respecting your pets and your your guests i think it's a nice way to say hey everybody we're so happy that you're here but we love our animals too so we just wanted to let you know some things that will maybe um, help us all stay safe and and happy in the holiday together no food for the dog off the table if they go into their carrier do not go into that carrier because a lot of times kids will stick their face into the dog's carrier because kids love animals and they want to see an animal and when they put their face in that carrier what happens then the kid gets bitten because the dog was scared and that's where he went to get away but the kid wanted to see him so it is your job as a pet owner absolutely is your job to communicate the rules to keep your pet safe because if the pet bites the dog, what happens to the pet? They're usually, you know, the one that has to take the fall for it and it's not fair. So be an advocate for your pet. Understand the the personality of your dog. Respect that and make allowances for it. If you think that you have a pet that's going to be snippy with, with uh, visiting people, either get him a room by himself or put him in a boarding facility. And that leads me to another um, to- not topic, but another sentiment on boarding facilities because these facilities are so over um overbooked in the holiday season i'm sad to say this but it's true a lot of times they'll just throw up extra crates to make room for extra bodies you know because nobody wants to turn away boarding money and it's not okay so wherever you board your pet you want to see the actual physical crate that your pet will be staying in because if there are all these other crates all up over the back and and you know, I've been at this game 15 years. I've seen several hospitals that do this. They pop up the emergency pop-up crates just during the holiday season because they're so busy. Right. If they do that, it has to be big enough for your dog to turn around, to have a mat, to be, you know, just like a kennel would be. So make sure that you're visually inspecting the location that your pet will be staying in. If they yeah. won't let you do that, then you say, see you later. We're going to be staying somewhere else. Okay. So if if they don't let you, that's if they don't let you, a then concern. Yep, it's a concern because if I, when I have my hospital and somebody wanted to see something, I would take them right back. You want to see how clean it is? You want to see what it smells like? You want to see how calm our pets are? I will show you because that's something that should be important to you. It shouldn't be a mystery. Is it? Um, is it common to have one size? Um, no crate, no, or is it? No. They have multiple sizes. You know the way that most hospitals were set up, they had cages that just became overnight cages and then we moved to a boarding suite which is like um, a stall like a bathroom stall but it goes all the way down to the floor with a plexiglass front and that's considered a boarding suite some are bigger than others but from holiday time you only have what 20 30 boarding suites and you have 60 dogs so they're everywhere they're on top and crates and bottoms and it just looks very insane during holiday season and a lot of these vet clinics absolutely find out what kind of of 
actual physical location your pet will be in. Ask okay. for it. Go see their stuff. And that that being said, bring their own things. You know, if they are away from home, you can bring their own blanket. You can bring a t-shirt that you slept with the night before to have your scent on it. You can do bring their own toys. Do the things. Put the things in in their little. Uh, area that are going to make them feel a little bit more secure, have their familiar sense with them. They may be in a strange location, but at least they'll have their stuff that they know with them that will make them feel that much more secure. Oftentimes, the shell, um, the boarding facilities or the dog camps or wherever you choose to put your pet, they have special treatments available that they don't always tell people about. They can, You could do an extra walk. You can do um, an extra treat in the day. You can have more yard time. You might have to pay extra for these things, but most dog lovers, including myself, think it's worth it. So if those options are available. And sometimes when they're not available and you mention them, they can say, oh yeah, we'll do that for, you know, for an extra whatever, leave them out 20 extra minutes at 7 p.m. And you know, your dog's getting a little extra time. Okay. Um, and also now we're moving more toward client happiness and we're putting, uh, cameras in the facilities so you may want to choose a boarding facility that you can have camera access to your pet or you might want to do a surprise visit and see where your pet is sleeping and how he is and what his kennel looks like that moment if they're taking 30 minutes to show it to you then that's not cool you know you need to you need to be they need to be readily available to come show you where your pet is show you what he looks like drop in you'll be home some people do a staycation and still board the dog go see the dog take it for a walk and check on it it sounds it sounds very much like um, you know things that I just absolutely did whenever my wife and I traveled and we left the kids with somebody. Right. Um, I, the, the more we talk about this, the more I realize that uh, we've got a a human life children. or a, a life that we're that we're dealing with here. It's not it's not my car. I don't put it in the garage and leave it. Exactly. Yeah. Most most of the people who find an integrated medical specialist their pets are their children and so they're going to treat them like their children okay so that gives us vaccinations and uh, safe places for the pets and i i fully recognize i grew up in a family with six kids uh, there was eight of oh, us wow. all together so and we had um, uh, we actually had german shepherds most of my young life and the good part was we lived on 20 acres uh, for most of the time. But when we moved to the city and we brought the dog with us, what a change took place. Mm-hmm. Going from, uh, we called her babe at the time, and going from the, the place where she could run wild whenever she wanted to and take care of us. She was a, a great babysitter. I mean, none of oh, us yeah, did, yeah. none of us kids could do much of anything to get in trouble without her telling <laughs> on us. Uh, but we did find, as you pointed out, when friends and family came around, she had a real hard time dealing with it. The, the chaos that came around, particularly in the holidays, I can recall with this conversation, how she used to uh, almost cowered away from people. So. Yeah, and a lot, you know, just like people, dogs have their own personality. Some dogs are very outgoing. Other dogs are outgoing in your house, but not so outgoing when you go out into the public. Other dogs are very fearful of the doorbell or your friends or one particular mailman. Or You know, knowing your pet and understanding them as individuals and not just lumping them into, oh, there's my five dogs. That's important. And it's an important way. It's important to know how your pet's personality what each pet's personality is so that you can accommodate that in a 
family and company situation. Okay. So is there another safety tip in there? Yeah. Um, what happens when your, your family is all together? I'm a, I'm a certified veterinary food therapist. That's one of my degrees. And it's pretty innocent if you give a piece of whole protein, like a piece of chicken or a piece of turkey or a piece of meat that doesn't have any salt or any spice on it. But it's a whole nother game when all day, all the people and the baby dropping food, people are slipping snacks. And at the end of the day, you have what is known as pancreatitis. It's a condition in people, and we also have it in pets, and that is an inflammation of the pancreas. Mm. So I was going to talk a little bit about what pancreatitis was um, for you and your pet. The pancreas is a V-shaped organ located behind the stomach in the first part of the small intestine. It normally functions in the metabolism of sugar. It produces insulin, and its other function is to digest nutrients by producing enzymes. So when you have a dog that is used to a normal diet, they can you can off-label it a little bit. It isn't horrible to give dog people food. And when I say people food, I would very much like to clarify here. I'm not talking about McDonald's and Twinkies and all this stuff. <laughs> I mean whole proteins, like chicken, a piece of chicken that doesn't have any salt or spice or anything like that, or a piece of meat that has been cooked in a just on a pan with not no butter, no any of that stuff. So whole proteins. Um, okay. And occasionally some vegetables, you know, are good for dogs. But when you give them all these different highly seasoned and spicy things and it's a little drop here and the baby dropped this and the other toddler dropped this and the grandpa snuck him a treat under there and before you know it the dog is feeling like he is not all that right and um pancreatitis is an inflamed pancreas some of the signs that you might see uh anywhere from mild to severe are a painful abdomen a swollen abdomen um distension like a, a tight abdomen they often don't want to eat because they don't feel very good. They look a little depressed. They can vomit. They can have diarrhea. So if you have company in town and you start to see that your dog is not interested in food and not acting right and turning their nose away, you may want to be thinking in the back of your mind that Ugh, maybe he's getting way too many treats and he's getting pancreatitis. Um, Grandpa Pa has, has yes. bent over too many times from the table with exactly. that spicy chicken. The kids that don't want to eat their food, they fling it under the table and the vacuum cleaner dog cleans it up. And by the end of the meal, he's just had like 45 treats. Um, I'm sure I, I'm sure glad you weren't around when my mother was around and I was young. <laughs> exactly. I'm all, all, all those all those oh. vegetables that babe ate instead of me. She was very she was very healthy. <laughs> Um, pancreatitis can be caused from medication, hormonal disease, trauma, overweight dogs, but nutrition and a change, an abrupt change in nutrition, which normally occurs around the holidays like Christmas, Thanksgiving, your whole family's together. Oh, the dog, look how cute. He's begging. Here's a little treat. There's another yep. one. Before you know it, you have a problem. Um, it is a reason to, to need intense hospitalize, hospitalization. That's a great treatment option is the integrative medical approach where you do the Western medications and the internal, I mean, the integrative medical applications, which acupuncture herbs to support the body, what it's going through. Okay. So if you have a dog with pancreatitis, you, you don't have to just shove a pill. You know, there are other, look for an integrative medical specialist to help support you through the, the treatment of, of the disease and to get your body, to get the pet's body healed. So it's a natural approach to getting back to a, a center spot. Exactly. Yeah. And 
again, with just like you would educate what is okay and not okay with your dog for how to act, like sticking a sticking a child's face into the carrier, we, we just say, hey, that's Fluffy's space. If he goes in there, don't don't pet him till he comes out because he wants alone time. But right. in addition to that, with the food, with respect to the food, you can just remind everybody, hey, everybody, the dog's a, a table surfer. We need to pick up our food and not leave it out on the table. Um, you want to monitor you personally monitor how much your dog is eating and drinking. And one good thing that you can do to prevent your dog to be starving and beg for food and look needy at the table is you can feed the pets first so that they're satiated and they're, they're calm and relaxed about the good smells that they're smelling. And usually that helps curb their appetite and um, anxiety to have the food that you're having. The question, you, you mentioned chicken meat a couple of times. Uh, perhaps we're, we're in about the place where we need to take a, another station break. But when we come back, I've, as a kid growing up, I heard that chicken bones were a no-no and steak oh. bones were okay. No. Mm-mm. So when, no, we, no. when no. we come back, can, <laughs> can we... Talk yeah, about that one for a minute. Bones, for sure. <laughs> bones. Okay, folks. Once again, Dr. G, Vet Naturally by Dr. G, our, uh, our, our expert in uh, Eastern and Western medicine for your pets and loved ones. Uh, loved ones in the sense of pets and loved ones in the sense of families. We'll be right back after station identification. Don't go away. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. The world has changed. You need a trusted supplier that mitigates risk at every stage of manufacturing. C-Trans utilizes provenance marking technologies to provide a unique security solution when addressing the challenges of supply chain security. Item pedigree, brand protection, and theft. In these times of fraud and counterfeiting, customers depend on C-Trans for a higher level of trust and service when it comes to their supply chain needs. Visit our website at ctrends.com for more information. 
Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets. Challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 counterfeit avoidance standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit SecureComponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace defense and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at StanSalat.com. Again, that's Stan at StanSalat.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is all about health and safety tips for your pets and families. My guest today is Dr. G, um, a doctor of veterinary and medicine. And we have been having a good time talking about how to keep your pets safe. Uh, all the way from vaccines to um, the spot treatments to uh, the various things that go with it, how to pay attention to feeding and not overfeeding your pets, particularly as we come into the holidays. Dr. G has shared a bit of uh, information with us on uh, things to watch out for and do. And just before the break, I was asking her about that age-old discussion about what bones to or not to feed your pets. So I'd like to pick back up, if we could, Dr. G, on uh, do I give my dog chicken bones or not? Ugh, I just... Pull the knife out my chest. No, no I'm sorry. Your dog, you, just, you do not give your dogs any cooked bones. No cooked no bones. No cooked bones. No cooked bones. Zero. My T-bone doesn't go to my dog no. anymore? No. So oh what happens is normally bones of animals in the wild, they weren't cooked or processed. When you cook or processed a bone, it break, it can break into shards. It's much more friable than it would be. And when, it, when your pet bites that off, those friable pieces can be ingested and actually be like a razor in their intestines. So it is quite dangerous for your pet to eat cooked bones. Now, there is a company called Primal, P-R-I-M-A-L, uh-huh. and they sell raw bones. Those bones are safe for your pet to ingest, but quite honestly, a lot of them for the bigger dogs, they are so excited to get these things, they are inhaling them, and it makes me nervous to even watch them eat them. So I cut them up on purpose um, in little chunks, and they're soft and pliable, like a chicken neck bone or um, some back certain backbones. The company has safe bones, but it has to be size appropriate because you obviously cannot give um, a little tiny dog a bone that's going to get caught in their throat size-wise, but that would be a safe and ingest, a safe way to ingest any sort of bone. No cooked bones ever. 
No cooked bones. I is there any validity to the idea that bones actually help sharpen and, and clean their teeth? A long time ago, um, when pets were eating their their diet were basically small rodents and they would eat wet diet and they would also pull and pull and move and that action of pulling and biting did um, did keep their teeth more clean than if they wouldn't have been doing that. Um, but your pet still needs a regular dental to keep their teeth clean. I would no sooner tell my children just eat a pretzel and don't worry about brushing. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it like that. But it's the same for your pet. You know, unless you're brushing their teeth mm. to keep their pet to keep them um, healthy every day or getting regular dentals, they're not going to probably have great dental health unless they're just genetically gifted. You have you have those guys, and then you have the poor other dogs that you know you're doing the dentals every six months and you're brushing and they still have yucky mouth. So. But yes, good dental health and good oral hygiene and good practices like no cooked bones, but raw bones and, and raw treats. Those those are a good. Those okay. that is the best recipe for keeping the mouth clean. Well, we're now moving into uh, Smith, uh, the uh, MythBusters, and uh, yeah. I, I know better now <laughs> than to to pass on the cooked bones to my friends' dogs. There you go. Yeah. Good. Educate, help educate. Yes, yes, I will stop doing that. So, so before okay. we leave, since Halloween is coming up, I thought mm-hmm. maybe we go over some Halloween safety tips for your pet. And that means that I get to pass on all the chocolate that I don't want, right? No. Okay. Number <laughs> there you, one. There you go, busting my bubbles again. <laughs> number one. Let's. let's this is going to be Stan's list one through seven. Um, number one is no candy. No candy. Candy is full of sugar. Sugar is not good for your dog. Sugar also feeds cancer, so it's not something that you want to give your pet anyway, but especially no chocolate. Chocolate has theobromine, which is a derivative similar to caffeine. It's very poisonous to pets. Mm. I cannot tell you, after working in the ER, my first, I started my career as a veterinarian, as an ER veterinarian, and um, a lot of these dogs would come in during Halloween. I had one very sad story, a 12-year-old dog. The mom just said he was fine yesterday. He came in, and now he just is not doing right. Well, within 12 hours of being at our clinic, maybe six, this dog, I mean, I did not know where the fluid from the vomit was coming out of this dog. It was like projectile vomiting, just Mm. the the most insane thing that we had ever seen. And lo, lo and behold, it had eaten, I don't even know how much of the Halloween candy from the kids because soon, you know, it had diarrhea, wrappers were coming out the the back end of the candies and it, this dog did not make it. You cannot, um, you cannot insult the body with that much theobromine. So wherever your little people are putting their bags of candy, you need to be cognizant of that and put it high where a dog cannot get it. Cause chocolate smells just as good to a canine as it does to a little baby and they want it and they smell it and they think it's delicious. And ooh, when they eat it, they like it even more and they will tear into that bag. So lock it up, hide it high in a cabinet with the door closed. Do not let chocolate around, especially when you're handing it out as candy. You know, they have the big bowl sitting in there waiting right. for the trick or treaters and the dog says, Oh, Oh, this is the best day ever. Look at this big, big thing of candy waiting for me. So make sure that the candy is being manned and, and, and taken care of. Another so thing. The, the, there's also the reality that as, as a child, I want to share my candy with my pet. Yes. No, you can't do that. So you not only have to watch for the, be- for the pet every getting Halloween, into the bowl, but the kids actually feeding it to the pet. Yeah. Every Halloween I have one bowl for 
for children and one bowl for pets because people like to go Halloween trick-or-treating with yes. their pets. So when they come by, I give the dog a holistic treat and the kids a nice little, you know, probably something they hate. It's, it's vaguely healthy, like pretzel <laughs> or something. <laughs> something. I don't give out candy. Probably people skip my house or just come for the dog treat. I don't know. Um, and then, so that's one thing that you can also okay. do is – Gives, have something appropriate for any pet that does come by. You can even get a little dry bone. Like they sell them everywhere. Yeah. Uh, number two is an ID chip. If you are taking your pets out with you, or if you're keeping your pet inside and the door is opening 50 times for Halloween trick or treaters, you want to make sure that your pet not only has an ID chip, those little microchips inserted underneath their skin, but that it is registered to you. Many people are not aware that if your pet gets loose and the chip is registered to the hospital, they'll never find you. You have to annually pay for this chip to be registered to your home, to your address, to your phone number. So if you do not pay an annual fee for your dog or cat's chip, it is probably registered to your um, pet hospital, and that is not going to do you any good in a hurricane or in a Halloween night when you're looking for your dog and somebody scans them and gets a number. So okay. if you if you have a microchip pet, make sure it's registered to you in, in your current phone number and check that every year to make sure that that information is correct. Okay. Number three is no candles low, no jack-o'-lantern candles low. Dogs love to look and sniff and all these things. So if you have people in chaos and the dog is passing by a candle or putting their nose smelling something and knocks a candle over, it's a fire hazard. And, and just for safety purposes, you should probably not be lighting candles or having candles with little children and pets walking up to your door. They have now the little um, battery-operated ones. Right. You can turn them on and put them in the jack-o'-lantern, and no matter who sniffs or kicks or knocks over, it's not going to light anything on fire. So that's just a good a good rule of thumb for small children and pets. Okay. Uh, costume for your pet. Everybody loves to dress up their pets in costume. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things about Halloween. I love to see what everybody's dog and cat is wearing. I love to post it on our Vet Naturally page. We have a cute costume contest. It's awesome and it's fun and it's a great way to be involved and have fun with your pet. But there are two things about costumes that you really want to keep in mind. One is make sure that nothing is uncomfortable in your pet. If you pinch something too tight or it's you know on their head or on their on their back it can cause an upset stomach it can cause a headache and they don't have any control so just like a kid make sure you're putting your finger under there make sure you have one to two finger widths under each band for every part of their costume um, and never leave your pet unattended in a costume because I have had two in 15 years pets that actually had fatal accidents from being in a costume unattended one was wow. a cat that you know got caught up and couldn't undo itself and another one was a dog that just twisted and tried to get away and they freaked out and they occluded their airway with their wrap on their neck. Hmm. That's, that's never that's, a fun situation. So no. you really want to safety first. You have to keep your pet attended. If you're going to be walking it around with a costume, do not let it go in the house and go back to trick or treating. Take the costume off the pet first. Okay. Um, those glow sticks that you walk around with have, have toxic material inside. Yes. Dogs, Dogs see a stick, they want to chew. It can cause hypersalivation. It can cause stomach discomfort. So you just want to keep it keep them away from those glow sticks always. Right. Um, if if your pet is a cautious pet and doesn't like loud noises or people in costumes and they're they're prone to biting, that's probably not a dog you want to take around Halloween with 
hundreds of little people running around in costume and going boo and, you know, door slamming. It's also might not be a pet that you want to leave at home with the door opening and shutting with scary people and doorbells. That might be one night where you make a choice to board your dog or give it that room appropriate by itself where it's not going to be, you know, getting close contact with people to, to be upset. And my last, my last Halloween tip is, um, to keep your pet inside where it's safe and calm. If, if it resents the doorbell, because if, if you have a cat, a dog that's constantly listening to a doorbell, 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 eventually the 10th and 11th and 13th, it's, it's just increased anxiety for your dog. So that's a pet that you either want to board or put all the way in the back with a noisemaker or maybe get an acupuncture session beforehand, get a, um, get the dog really relaxed to set him up for Halloween or for fireworks or any kind of scenario like that. Outstanding. Well, unfortunately, we have run right up to the end of our show today, and I bet there's probably more we could talk about. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I know that you've got a tremendous amount of experience, and there's there's a, a treasure trove of stories. Uh, so once again, I'm going to invite you back next month. I'm going to push very hard for you to come back next month to the People to People Dr. G show. And I want to thank you very much for all your time today and the helpful hints for helping to keep our pets safe. Oh, you're welcome, Stan. Thanks for having me. I uh, thank you. Well, once again, folks, it is that time. The end of our show has come, and as we get prepared to sign off, if you have a question, agree or disagree with the information we are sharing, send me an email with your comments or questions, stan at stansalot.com. Our Twitter account is stansalotjr. People to People uh, is endorsed by our sponsors. That would be BQPM and Secure Components, along with those are our, our platinum sponsors, our bronze sponsors, our uh, Secure Components. I'm sorry, they are Sea Trends, Aging Aircraft uh, and Sustainment Conference, and our good folks at um, Concord Components. We need to recognize the staff that makes it all possible. I do this every every week at the show. Our Voice America folks are Brandy Jackson, General Manager, Robert Cellino, our Executive Producer, Randy Jackman, our Production Manager, and Jeffrey Gerstel, our Director of Host Services. People to People, Christina Clark, our Administration Coordinator, and Yulia Coach, Coach Branding, and People to People Production Manager, without whom I would be in real trouble. Thank you for joining me on People to People, working together for your safety. Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. Your help in the fight against the proliferation of hazardous substances and counterfeiting of consumer products could save a life. Until next week, I'm your host, Stan Slott, wishing you a safe and healthy life. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat for next week's edition of People to People, working together for your safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.